If you would like to support the Riders Live podcast, we have merchandise in the Riders Live podcast merch store and our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash R-O-D-E-S. Option one, we have the Riders Live podcast merch store. Option two, we have the White Lines book by Riders Hunt. Option three, we have the RidersOnline.net website. We have all our social media links available in the link tree as well. So hit up Linktree slash R-O-D-E-S. Thank you. They call him We got a dope show for y'all today. It's all about tradition. So, with that being said, it's time for another segment of What's Popping, y'all. Trades over college, that's what's popping. Madam C.J. Walker, that's what's popping. The legacy of McCoy Barber College, that's what's popping. Chimp from Durham's, that's what's popping. Kane's Barber College, that's what's popping. Champs Barber School, that's what's popping. Barber Alumni, that's what's popping. Zeke Rogers, that's what's popping. Desmond the Barber, that's what's popping. Pape G the Barber, that's what's popping. The whole barber industry, that's what's popping. <laughs> Public Enemy is the Riders Live What's Poppin' Artist of the Day, y'all. Let's get it. Ways. Yeah. The way back in the better days, raw metaphysically bold, never follow the code. 
still drop the load Never question what I am, God knows Cause it's coming from the heart What I got, better get some Get on up, hustler of culture Snake bitten, been spit in the face But the rhymes keep fitting Respect's been given, how's your living? Now I can't protect a paid off defect Check the record and record Inintentional wreck Played off as some intellect Made the call, took the fall, broke the laws Not my fault that they fall off Known as fair square throughout my years So I growl at the living foul Black to the bone, my home is your home But welcome to the Terror Dome Boing. 
Payback.
That was the iconic Public Enemy with Welcome to the Terror Dome and Fight the Power. Both of those songs are available on all streaming platforms. If you want to get your hip-hop knowledge up, go back and listen to the whole Public Enemy discography. Welcome to Riders Live. I'm your host, Riders. I have a very special guest today, Ms. Bernadine Rudeau. Please introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, you said my name. I'm Bernadine Rideau. Uh, in the industry, a lot of people, barbers, know me as Miss B. And I uh, was one of Rodas's instructors back in the day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I am very happy and proud to say that uh, along with him, I have uh, seen many students go through and become very successful in the field of barbering. Thank you. What's something that people don't know about you? What's up that people don't know about me? Yeah. Um, some people may not know that I've made a significant move uh, in the last six months. Uh, I no longer physically operate McCoy Barber College. Um, it got to be just too much for me. Uh, and uh, I, in December, it was like uh, a light bulb moment. It was just time to go. And I reached out to a former student that I knew that I knew was getting ready to open a school. I didn't know exactly when, but I knew he was going to be doing it. And I uh, called him and talked to him and he got very excited and said, well, look, let's see if we can work this out. And I said, okay. So he enabled the students that I still had at the school to transfer over to his new school and join the, the new students that he had. So uh, it became a combination sort of a McCoy Barber College and the name of the school is Official Cuts Academy. Okay, that's what's up. So how long have you been teaching in the barber industry? Uh, I started back teaching in the 80s after I returned from New York. Uh, I spent almost seven years in New York and when I came home, it was like, um, I'm gonna say mid eighties, I came back to the school. My dad retired in 86 and uh, he enabled myself and my brother to take over his share of the school. Uh, and I, I stayed, my brother eventually moved on, but uh, I stuck with it until just recently. <laughs> okay. so. How did you get into the barber beauty business for the people who may not know? Oh, <laughs> well, it's a family trade. My uh, mother and father met uh, as a result of the industry. Dad was in the Navy. Mom had come up from Mississippi, you know, that Southern route that uh, folks took back in the day. She came up and stayed with different uh, families. And one of those families was the Felker family who had Illinois Barber College. And at that time she was still in high school. She went to Phillips High School. And uh, 
the owner of the barber school had a son who was in the Navy. And one of his good friends was my dad. So my dad came home with him uh, on one of his leaves and they went to this wedding and my dad saw my mom and the rest is their story. Mm -hmm. So I lived in the back of a barbershop for the first, um, oh, I'm gonna say eight or nine years of my life. Is this before the Funtown commercial? <laughs> you know about that, huh? Yeah. Uh, the Funtown yeah. commercial came about in, uh, I think that was the early 70s. I uh, was friends with Richard Piggy, the old Dusty's DJ. Right. And uh, he produced the spots for Funtown at that time. And I had started doing voiceover work. So we got together and we created Susie Funtown. Okay. What's your thoughts on generational wealth? It's, it's good that um, the school could be passed down to you and your brother. What's your thoughts on generational wealth? Uh, that's a tricky one. Uh, it depends on where, I guess, the different generations headspace is at, really. Um, I've seen some families who have gone on and, and prospered. Um, I remember watching the gardeners when they uh, had their, uh, was that Soft Sheen that was on uh, 87th Street? I think right. it was, was it Soft Sheen? Yeah. It was on 87th Street. Well, when the gardeners had their business and they retired, uh, their offspring didn't want to be in the hair business. So they bought the Apollo Theater over on 79th and Stony Island. And, uh, but unfortunately that didn't work out for them either. So it depends. I mean, growing up in a family business can be tricky. You know, it's not always something that the offspring really want to do with their lives. Uh, in my case, uh, mine and my brother's case, we didn't have an option. We had to go to barber school, whether we like wanted to or not. We were told that um, even if you don't decide to do it, you always have something to fall back on. And that has been true in some cases. When I went to New York, I refused to take my tools because I wouldn't go cut no hair when I was in New York. I was pursuing my theatrical career. <laughs> Did you find yourself fiending to go into some of them shops and be like, you ain't doing that right? Oh, no, I would never go in a shop and, and say that to somebody. However, there was a student who um, did not pass his state board exam, and he should have. And the shop he was in was run by a former student, and most of the barbers went to McCoy. So I did go up in there on a Saturday morning and slap him upside his head. <laughs> okay. Roughly, how many bar licensed barbers do you think you're responsible for putting out into the community? Oh, God. I admit. Um, I'd say some hundreds, I guess. I mean, uh, between the what, middle 80s and uh, what is this, 2021, 22? It's, uh, it's probably in the hundreds. 
Okay. Hey, I'm I'm proud to be part of the hundreds. Me too. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to be a barber? I know it was forced on you, but at what point did you say, you know what, no resistance. I'm going to embrace this trade. I'm not sure if I ever <laughs> reached that point where I truly embraced it. Now, what I did embrace, embrace was, I think, the teaching aspect of it more so than I did. Uh, I was never good for cutting in a shop. Okay. Uh, I never stayed in a shop very long. I think the longest I stayed in the shop may have been with my mother in the beginning. Uh, but teaching was a different kind of satisfaction for me. Uh, preparing, especially the, the, the younger students that started coming in in the mid eighties, Mm -hmm. um, they were a whole different breed that uh, particularly, you know, my parents, they weren't ready for them. You know, I, uh, mm -hmm. we, we all kind of, uh, I was ready for them in a different way. You know, I, I was Miss D, I had the, the stick. Uh, you was more relatable. Okay. Okay. If you say so, I didn't always feel that way. Which... <laughs> okay. Um, when did you knew, know that you had the passion for teaching? Mm. I think the moment that, um, you know, when uh, uh, the proud lady, when the proud lady was running, which was the uh, the manufacturers expo, black expo that, that they had, and it went on for like 25 years. One of our former students, she helped to initiate the barber competition, which is where I really believe the whole idea of barber competitions really grew from because she did it for the professionals and she, got the students involved, which was something that had never been done before. Right. Uh, and when our students started going and I started watching them up against other students, and when we started winning, I was like, okay, you know, that, I, I, that, that's, that's where my, my love kicked in because it was very rewarding for me to see young people uh, uh, compete like that and especially for some of them they had never done anything like that I remember one year there was one young man he didn't he never own a suit but he needed a suit for the competition so he got himself a suit and some pay, and a pair of shoes and he was walking around like a peacock so it, it opened their eyes hmm? he was on the stage yes and you had a certain requirement that you had to uh had to maintain for the proud lady. You couldn't just go compete in some jeans and gym shoes. You had to look like a professional when you went and uh, competed with the proud lady. Okay. So speaking of requirements, what are some of the requirements um, for being a licensed barber? Well, they haven't changed that much. You still need 1500 hours. Uh, and uh, what has happened that I'm not happy about is cosmetology has creeped into our profession. Uh, now you can go to barber school in a cosmetology school. Uh, and my concern is that 
they are trying to ultimately bring about one license. And I tell the students, I said, please, please learn how to use your razor because that's the only thing that separates you from a cosmetologist. And if they get that, then you're gonna be doing hair. And most barbers do not want to do hair. Facts, facts, facts. Your hair look nice by the way, Miss B. Well, thank you, dear. I do have a little little skill. I, I put that iron on there so I it see you know, Shirley I'd look curls right there. But <laughs> y'all who can't see right now, Miss B got the Shirley Temples rocking. Hey. So how can someone obtain an instructor's license? Well, for one thing, you got to have your barber's license. Once you have your barber's license, for me, I always wanted a student to work in the field for at least a year before they came back to go for their instructor's license, because I felt that they need to have, have some experience outside of school so they would have some knowledge when they came back to try and teach. Uh, but for teaching, you need, if, if someone were to come directly out of barber school and go to, to be an instructor, you have to do a thousand hours. If you have had your license for three years, you only have to do 500 hours. So I would tell a student, look, go and work outside for a year. And then if you still want to become an instructor, come back because you're not going to be going full time. So it's going to take you a minute. So by the time you uh, get ready to go take that test, you will be close to your three years. That makes sense. Good sense. So at what point would you advise um, a barber to pursue their own shop? Um. I've been talking with the students that we have now, uh, and a couple of them, they want to, you know, they want to get right into it when they get out of school. I have always believed that you should go and work in a shop. If, you, if that's something you want to do, go work in a shop, observe and study and ask questions so that you know exactly what it is you're going to need when you want to step out into that venture on your own. Going into it straight out of, um, out of, out of school, unless you know, an extreme example nowadays is that you got a lot of guys that uh, they know how to cut hair. They've been cutting hair for a while. And uh, for them opening up a shop might be different than for someone who had never cut hair before and doesn't have a following. Right. So where is the school located for people who might want to um, pursue a barber career so we could plug your school and the new location so we could get more licensed barbers in the community? Well, right now, Ms. B is located at Official Cuts Academy, which is 11516 South Pulaski Road in Alsip. And its uh, director is a young man's name is uh, Yahia Jabber. And for those who are socially, social media conscious, his Instagram and everything is Mr. Official. Uh, people that follow a lot, he's recognized for his beard work in particular and, and using his razor. Yeah, uh-huh, you should come see him. <laughs> I know, hey, that razor make you money. 
So where can people yeah. follow you on social media, Miss P? Oh, child, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are posts that come up uh, uh, with the Academy page and Mr. Fisher, they caught me swapping a razor one day because I had to do a head shave and a face shave. And I pulled out my conventional razor cut. They don't know nothing about that. They don't I know nothing about head. that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I pulled out my conventional razor and I started stropping. It was like, ooh, this baby. So, uh, uh, and uh, Adam, he showed me the post and it had it had uh, over a thousand views. I went, oh, look at me. I saw that. I, I, I actually person. saw that real. I saw that real okay. of you. Okay, like, okay. Let's be showing out. Okay. So, and uh, WGN just did something uh, on the school not too long ago. Uh, it it wasn't part of their regular news program. I guess they have like a, 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 a internet thing. Okay. I'm not exactly sure, uh, like WGN.com, something like that. But it was okay. the longer story. And instead of it being like a, like a two minute story on the news, it was a longer piece. It was real nice. Okay. So, if there's any parents out there that might be interested in um, sending their children to barber school, um, what's the earliest age requirement? Well, the state says 16, but I don't always suggest that someone comes at 16. Uh, for me, you, you're probably still in high school. And if you're still in high school, enjoy your high school. I mean, it may not be like it was when I was in high school, but uh, I was really upset when I had to go to barber school after school, the end of my junior year, because we always, we had senior awards, award days back in the day. And you would get dressed so that you could prance across the stage and get these awards. Well, by me having to go to barber school, that limited how many times I was gonna get to strut across the stage. <laughs> Right. So, but I, uh, usually if it's usually fellas that are, if, if they're going to come that young and usually they're involved with sports and if they're involved with sports, that's an after school program. So I don't really strongly suggest, uh, that age. Now, sometimes, uh, I have had students, a few students in the past that would come at the end of their junior year after school at summertime. And then when they went back to school, if they had a shorter program for their senior year, they could get in some part-time hours. Uh, but you have to be of, uh, and you, you know what the environment is like. You have to be of a certain maturity level in order to deal in that environment. And uh, let's face it, you guys, were not always the best examples for somebody around 16. No. You're right about that, Miss B. So how much um, is Barber School and is there any financial aid available? Well, at the school I'm with, uh, he does not have financial aid yet because he's a new school. Okay. He has to be, he has to be operating for a year. And so that's, you know, that's what he's doing now. I mean, we're, 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 we're at six months now. So a year will be by in no time. Uh, and what he does is if someone is interested in attending, go to 
the website, officialcutsacademy.com, and he has a form that he wants you to fill out. Now, once you submit that form, he looks at them every day and he calls you back to set up an appointment for you to come in so that you can discuss all the ins and outs of what you need. Okay, um, so if, just say if someone was 16 and um, their parent wanted them to um, be enrolled in barber school, would the parent have to come to the interview with the child? Or the oh, for sure, okay. for sure, because they're not old enough to sign a contract or anything like that. And, uh, and for me, when I was doing it, I always had to interview the student and the parent to see, you know, what kind of chemistry we might be talking about. Uh, I mean, there have been some occasions where these weren't high school students and the mama was coming in with them. And that didn't always work out so well. Neck rolling. <laughs> Neck rolling. Ass hey. rolling. Okay. Um, what, what, what is your, um, what is your take on, um, traditional schools versus trade schools? Oh, I mean, there's, there, there is a place for everyone and everyone, especially in this day and age is not, uh, cut out for traditional college or university life. Um, especially in our community, unfortunately, there isn't enough to me in the high school life to really encourage young people to pursue college or university life. Um, unless they are at a particular school and that's what they're, you know, that's what they're uh, concentrating on. But for your most, uh, for most of your what general high schools, you know, some of them don't even care. I mean, it's amazing. The students that I've gotten that have only been out of school for a couple of years, they have no study habits. They have no idea of what it is to be on time for anything. They just, you know, they just willy nilly. So um, it depends on where you go and where your mindset is and who's raising you. Facts must be facts. So if anybody is listening and thinking about attending Official Cuts Academy, make sure that you um, on your A game, make sure that you're serious because you could get back a whole lot of what you put in is what you get back. And you have to- That's listen. right. Is there anything you wanna leave with the listeners of Rada's Live, Miss B? I'm so happy to have you on my show. <laughs> well, something that I have had to do in this uh, transition is, you know that Miss B is a no guard cutting sister. And uh, unfortunately in my new environment, these folks use a lot of guards. So um, what I have been doing is I've been watching and uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be a full guard girl, but I'm learning how, what they're using to get the certain effects that they're trying to get because their haircut styles are even different from what we do. 
if you look at all those Instagram pictures for haircuts and stuff, they got this real tight, real tight fade weight thing going on. And Rodis, they be putting lines all in their head. Now, you know how I am about a line. <laughs> all, all, all you see is weight lines. Like I was talking to, um, I was talking to Steven. Um, he said, Mr. Wallace, who sit next to me. And we was okay. we was on a, a, a Instagram live with some other barbers and we were saying that blades only. If you can't get out of a cut, you can't do the cut. That's right. I've got a few of those students over there that have started picking up uh, the detachables. Now he doesn't he doesn't have a detachable with his kit. If you want a detachable clipper, you're gonna have to get it on your own. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, and they do uh, disposable razors. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the traditionalist over here in a world of, 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 I don't know what you, what would you call this world? I mean, I'm in a um, millennials, a millennial world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm caught in a millennial world. So. Thank you for listening to Riders Live. Thank you, Miss B. You can come back anytime you want to promote anything. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done for the barber game and keep doing it. All right, dear. You take care of yourself and stay well and blessed. Thank you.